So welcome to another episode of Checkout MPL. It's been a couple weeks since we last checked in with you guys, but Jamie and I thought it'd be a good time to jump on in and kind of tell you what's going on with the library. We have a couple services changes, and of course we want to talk about our summer learning program, which launches next week already. Yeah, we've been talking about doing a podcast for like the last couple weeks, and we're finally getting it done, but... We've been going through a lot of changes, so you have a to lot of changes. Us. It seems to change on an almost daily basis. You think you have a plan put in place, and then things change. So we um, hopefully it's been a smooth transition for our patrons, though. Um, it's been a little chaotic on inside the library, but um, we have some new changes uh, starting last or on Monday, on June 8th. We expanded our curbside hours. Um, so now we have curbside from 10 to 6 on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and 10 to 4 on Saturdays. And our book drop is open 24-7 again, so I know people are happy about that. Yeah, so we have a, a different little setup. During our curbside hours, we have a bin. I don't want to call it a trash can, but it is a trash can. We have a bin set out by our pickup table where you can put in your returns in the bin and then pick up your items. So hopefully that kind of helps a little bit more convenience. I know having our book drops open on different days um, was difficult, but we do that because we have to quarantine our items for 72 hours. So that's kind of the recommended time frame that we've heard from the CDC, from what other libraries are doing. So that's yeah. what our kind of, and now we have our, our book bins, our trash cans, and we, we fill one of those up and we put it in this bark in our makerspace for 72 hours. So if you do return an item, just know that's not going to disappear off your account for at least three days. Yeah, everything that we're doing is not to inconvenience anybody. Um, we would love to check things in immediately because uh, yeah. we don't like seeing the bins there that we have to check in yeah, and wait no, three days. Yeah, and I know a lot of those items are probably, people are waiting for them too. A lot of items go right to another hold. So Yeah, we're yeah, just trying to be safe. Yep, we're just trying to be safe, and that's kind of what we were recommended that we do. We don't know if that will change or how long we have to be doing that, but we will do it as long as we are recommended, just for the safety of the staff and for the patrons. Um, we're kind of doing a lot of new things now, just trying to figure it out. Um, we have our computer appointments now too. Yeah, so I, that was one thing that I know we were really missing that was struggling that we were, were unable to offer that service was our computers. We know people rely on computers for even just checking their emails, but for job applications and schoolwork, even um, distance education. So we have three appointments per for an hour each we have like diff four different time slots throughout the throughout the day um we have we've had four or five four or five people now these last yeah. months, um get their computers and we just ask when people come in to please wear a mask for the safety of the staff and the other people in the library um to keep the computer use to an hour and it may seem odd but we have we are wrapping our keyboards with saran wrap and putting our mice in um sandwich bags <laughs> It works though. Yeah, it's a little strange, but it's not too bad. I tried typing on it, it's not yeah. bad. So that just, it's for cleaning purposes. So we're not actually putting chemicals or cleaning supplies on our electronics. We definitely, they're brand new computers. So we want them to last a long time. So that's kind of how we're doing it. And it seems to be working. So I hope everyone is just mindful of that and are okay with it. And I think they are. Um, 
we don't know quite yet when we're going to be bringing in people for browsing. Um, our phase plan kind of goes along with the city of Melton's phase plan and their phase plan yes. goes along with Rat County's phase plan. Um, Melton is taking it a little bit more cautiously than the Rat County um, bounce back plan, which I can appreciate and I hope our community appreciates as well. Um, once Rock County hits phase two, whenever that may be, we'll look into possibly bringing in patrons for browsing. Um, it's definitely not going to be the same as it was prior to all of this. We just want people to come in and out. Um, I know we built this library to be a community center where people come and stay and play and hang out, but we just can't do that right now but we want to be able hopefully to get allow people to browse. We know there are people who are browsers out there and that's how they get their books. Um, but we just have to be patient and we have to do what's right for the staff. And yeah. And I think if we do what's right now, then hopefully we'll be able to get back to normal sooner yeah. rather than later. Yes. So we're going to take it slow, but I think it's the right thing to do. We are still able to get books to everybody either through Hoopla or Libby or and overdrive we have our curbside pickup service i know maybe looking online to see what we have it's not ideal but you can certainly place holds online and get your books that way i think many people have adjusted to going online and looking at what we have instead of coming to the library and browsing the shelves so yeah um, and if you don't have the time to do that then you can use the surprise me form which has been like fun for a lot of people i think yeah. and fun for staff to pick out books I think we've had over maybe 35 different requests on the surprise me request form and people just put in their reading preferences either for themselves or for their children and staff go out and pick some. Um, I know a couple of patrons we have chosen books that they've already read so I don't know if that's we know our patrons and the reading preferences. Um, but we've had really good feedback on that. And I think that's something we might, we'll definitely continue for the months to come. I think it's been really fun and beneficial for our patrons. So if you don't know quite what you want or you don't want to look online, um, just kind of send a request for them or you can always call us too. Yeah, I know it's been nice for parents that really don't have the time yep. to just be browsing online. And we have so many picture books that it, that can be kind of overwhelming. So. Yeah. Yeah, just say, I want some new picture books or some funny picture books or. Yeah, and I know a lot of like our parents do that anyways. They just go down the shelves and grab any book they want. So we'd be happy to do that for you. <laughs> so, um, and we've so far, so we started curbside service on, I believe it was April 27th is when the Safer at Home order allowed us to do curbside. And since then we've had over 500 curbside pickups, which is amazing. Um, our circulation obviously is not at where it was. Um, I think it's picking up a little bit and a good thing is delivery is moving among the libraries. So now you have access to all 28 libraries that are in the share library system. So that's good and the holds notifications are back on so you should be notified when your items are at the library ready for a curbside pickup. Yeah and even though delivery is slowed down a little bit with the quarantining of materials I feel like it's still getting here pretty quick there were some books I ordered and I got them already and so yeah. it's it's moving that's not quite as fast but yeah so there is a delay because items are being kept in their bins for 72 hours so but I think it's moving enough that 
maybe there's not much of a difference. And um, I know our pick list, so our pick list is items that patrons have requested that are in our library. It's been constantly filling up. So I think people are still using the library and getting their holds and it's just being done a little bit differently right now. And um, yeah. it's, it's okay. It's, and it's yeah. working. We're so adjusting. We're adjusting. And I think our community and our patrons are adjusting and um, we're going to have to be adjusting for the next couple of months. So, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of brings us to summer because um, typically we have a big, um, summer learning program that is happening at the library and outside the library and it's going to have to kind of be outside the library this year where we're going all virtual with our programming. Yep. So we had actually planned our summer learning program back in January. We had it all planned out. We had so many great programs and then obviously March hit and we had to reevaluate things. Um, but I think we were able to take a lot of the programs we had already planned and kind of modify them to be online. And so we'll kind of, Jamie and I are going to go through some of those. Um, one thing I'm very excited about that um, all the libraries in Wisconsin now have access to this is Beanstack. Um, so in the past, we've, have, we've tried a variety of different things or ways that people can keep track of their reading. We've done bingo sheets and keeping track of the number of books read, the number of minutes read we've done book reports and stuff like that so with beanstack there is a wide variety of ways that patrons can keep track of the reading and it's kind of up to the library and what we decided this year is that every one who participates is encouraged to read 800 minutes so that's about 13 hours i believe yep so that's 13 hours of reading in two months hopefully you can do that <laughs> um but beanstack is an app that you can put onto your phone or even just use a web browser and you can go in and enter the number of minutes you read and it keeps track of it for you and you can see what you've done. You can even do book reviews if you want. Um, and if you're a parent, you can create one account for yourself and then add all your children in it too. So you don't have to have separate accounts for your children, which I think is amazing and so easy. Yeah, it's a great way, great way to keep track of what you've read. So if you don't want to repeat um, it's nice to see which picture books you've read if you're yep. a kid or adults can do it too, all ages. Yep, it's for all ages. So um, you can start pre-registering for that right now, but starting June 15th is when you can actually put in your time and start um, adding your 800 minutes. And then if you reach 800 minutes, your name will be put into a prize basket um, for each age group. And then whenever we're able to get to the library, you'll be able to come pick out a free book too. So we luckily can keep track of who has finished everything on the staff end, um, but I'm very excited about it. And we're going to have this for the next couple of years and it might be something that will continue on. Um, yeah. And didn't you say we had like over 50 people registered already? Yeah. So I looked the other day and I think there was 54 people who had pre-registered. So people are ready. They're excited. Yeah. So if you haven't registered yet, definitely jump on there. And I also threw on the 100 books before graduation program. Um, on to Beanstack for teens who are in high school. So it's, it is just as it sounds, you read 100 books before you graduate high school. Um, I had previously had it going through Google Forms, but this way now teens can keep track of the books that they read themselves, how many book th books they've read. Um, should be really pretty easy. Yeah, cool. So that's, yeah, so that's Beanstack. And then we have a couple other different programs for all ages. Um, we started a Melton Miles challenge. I love this. So 
So if you don't know, there are several Meltons in the United States. Um, there's more than what we have we're, that we're traveling to. Um, we have Melton, Massachusetts, Melton, Florida, or sorry, Melton, Georgia, and Melton, Washington. So between a round trip to all of those is about 6,770 miles. So I'm encouraged, or we're encouraging our community to run, walk, bike, rollerblade, skateboard, however you want to travel, except by car, um, to try to get all those miles to make a round trip. I think we've had, last time I checked, which was yesterday, we have had almost 48 entries and we were up to a little over 250 miles. So cool. I get to put in my 20 mile bike ride today. So I'll definitely add that. Yep, I need to put in my walk today too. And it's super simple, uh, just like Beanstack. All you have to do is click on the link and it takes you to a Google form. It takes like two seconds. Yep, yeah. So let's see if, it'll be great to see if we can travel to all these Meltons this summer. Um, we also have the office trivia. So in case you didn't know, I love the office. Um, I had originally planned to have this as an in-person trivia night at the library, but we had to change it, but we are going to be using Kahoot, which is a fun trivia type platform and Zoom to do trivia questions about the office and the employees of Dunder Mifflin. Um, I did a test program a month or so ago and it seemed to work out very well and I had some tough questions on it and people were able to answer them. So I have to watch some more office, gosh darn, and <laughs> get some trivia questions. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think there's anybody that uh, doesn't know that you like the office. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the talent show? Yeah, sure. Um, so we, this was kind of Cassie's idea, but we thought all the staff agreed that it was a neat idea to do a family friendly talent show. And instead of it being like an in-person talent show, um, you can submit videos, um, of whatever your talent may be. Um, it can even be pets doing talents, Cassie yeah. said. So if you have a, a specific talent that your animal does video record it and then send it in and um we'll be kind of putting together a little montage of all the videos um and sharing those so i think it'll be fun to see what people come up with because yeah. there's we a have, lot of different things there are we had staff a couple staff members who have submitted um their talents and i'm gonna get my cat he's very good at playing goalie so i'm gonna <laughs> see if he wants to play today maybe when it's not so hot and um, have him play goalie and I will record that. Yeah, so, so keep, keep your phone handy so you can catch all those moments. Yeah. That... So that's, I'm very excited about that one. Yeah, and then um, what other ones do we have that's the whole? I think those are the, are those the all ages ones. Yeah, for kind of all ages. It's the Beanstack, the Melton Miles Challenge, the Office Trivia, and the Talent Show. But then we, like always, we break our programs up into different age groups. Um, Jamie, you want to highlight some of your favorite ones for your children? Yeah, sure. So I'm just continuing the virtual story time, which happens on Wednesdays at 1030. Um, I know everybody's kind of tired of screens, but it's kind of our only option right now. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to try something else on Sunday nights um, where I'll post a kind of a nighttime story time, a calmer one um, where I'll read like a bedtime story. Um, so I'm looking forward to reaching out to kids that way. Um, and I always love to see everyone's comments and yeah. I miss that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I have the spark to go, which, um, happens every other week and it's just some different steam STEM activities. 
um, all sorts of stuff from embroidery um, to one of my favorites is the fingerprint exploration. Just you can be like a little CSI agent. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I know that Cassie has some to go kits too that are going to be similar. She has the paracord bracelets and rock painting. And we've had people signing up for those already. Um, so if you are interested in that, definitely call the library um, or email one of us because um, there's a limited supply of the materials. Everybody can do it, um, but we we only have so many materials that we can hand out. So yeah, so we're with these. You we have a kit that you can pick up during curbside, and then either it's going to be a live video or a recorded video that is available at a certain time. So. You get your you get your supplies and you get in front of your computer and you wait for the video to go live. Um, I think it'd be I'm very interested to see how well it goes. Yeah, it's the second best thing to seeing everybody in person. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then but, we have um, the little owl wise owl. Yep. That's what I was gonna say. That's another one that reaches kind of across the ages. You want to talk a little bit about that? How it's different this year? Yeah. So the little owl wise owl program has been going on for gosh five or six years now. Um, it's a program where we pair up 18 in grades 7 through 12 with a younger reader in grades 1 through 3. Um, so in the past, they have met one-on-one -on -one at the library at least once a week for an eight-week period, and they just sit down and read with each other, and they also worked on like a picture ebook. Um, this year, because they're unable to meet at the library, I still want to do it because it is my absolutely most favorite program that I have going at the library. Um, so... What we're going to try is it's going to be limited to 10 pairs. Um, pairs will still meet, but virtually with the platform of their choice. So Jamie and I are using Skype right now, but there's also Zoom, of course. There's Google Hangouts or Google Meet. Um, it's something that you'll have to talk um, about with your pair. But they'll meet virtually, and then Jamie and I will work on making sure the pairs have the same book. So the teen will have their book on their end and the kid will have their book and hopefully they still be able to kind of read back and forth. Um, so we'll give that a try. I did shorten it to just six weeks just because it is a little bit different, but application, you can start signing up for that now. There is a Google form. Um, if you go to our website, you'll be able to see it on our carousel on the first on the home page, or if you just search little owl, you'll be able to find that as well. Yeah. And I think we have some Facebook posts also that have the links to the registration. So it's yep, a good yep. way for teens to volunteer. And I know um, the little kids really love it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So yes, teens do give volunteer credit for the time that they put in for this as well. Yep. All right, so we have tweens. So Jamie mentioned that Cassie's doing some make and take programs. So those are for ages nine through 12. So she, just, she does have a paracord program, a rock painting one, and then a fun trivia um, using Kahoot. And then I think this one's really exciting. She's doing a three-day mini coding camp um, with TC. He's helped the library with coding programs in the past, and he's set up a couple of our computers for coding. Yeah, he's great. He's awesome, and they're going to be doing a three-day mini coding camp. So that one, definitely, we need to register for that one. Um, make sure, So make sure you call the library and claim your spot for that one. Yep. And then for adult programs, Angie's got oh. some cool things happening. Can I, can I talk about my teen stuff? Oh, yeah, you can do that first. Okay. Um, so I talked about the Little Owl Wise Owl and the 100 Books Before Graduation. So that's open to those who just finished eighth grade and 
um, also in high school. I am doing the one minute film challenge again. So it's, it's as it sounds, you submit an, um, a one minute film that you have created. I had one person submit one the last time I did it and that's on our website and it's an amazing little film. Yeah, I wish more people would do that because yeah. I mean, now's a good time to do that too, just because we're kind of living in that age where that's how you can show people like what yep. you're doing. And I know there's some talented teens out there. I mean, TikToks are a minute long and there's some great editing on those. So bring your talents to the library. You could potentially win a cash prize too. So how fun is that? I am bringing a UPaint um, online. I love UPaint. It's another one of my favorite programs. So it's going to be another take and make kit. You'll get all the supplies, including the paints and the canvas. And then we'll jump onto Zoom with me and some other teens, and we'll follow along with the Art Sherpa on YouTube to make a work of art. And then I also have a, um, a yoga instructor doing an hour of virtual yoga. So if you need some time to decompress and just relax, virtual yoga will be a great thing. And then Tinkercad is a fun program where you can create 3D objects. And I'm gonna make a little introductional video about that. And then you'll be, our teams would be able to create an object with Tinkercad and then send the file to me. And I will use a 3D printer to make those come to life or a reality. And then I'll mail it on or you'll be able to pick up your item through curbside. So I'm excited. That's cool. That. I did not really know. I saw Tinkercad, but I guess I didn't even really know what it was. Yeah. So it's, it's a program that people use to um, make the 3D objects. You know, like yeah, like you make them come to life. That yeah, is so cool. Files. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what people can make out of that. Cool. I like okay. it. Now you can do adults. And then Angie's, um, I don't even know if I know all of them off the top of my head. Um, she's doing a really cool, um, where you take a baseball and you kind of like tear it apart and turn it into a keychain. Yes. And so everyone was saying like, we miss baseball. And so if you're missing baseball, or even if you just want kind of a cool project, um, you can make these baseball skin keychains. Yep. And then um, she also has the wine bottle lights. Yep. She's done that in the past. Yep. Um, I didn't know she's done it with paint. And yep. I think this year she's doing it with um, tissue paper and Mod Podge, which would be really cool. She has like a sample started at the library. Yeah. And what else? She's doing a lot of, so her cooped up series has been very popular on um, Facebook. So she has some, four chickens that she's been doing a weekly update with. And she kind of has some craft programs that kind of go along with her chickens. Yeah, I think she called them like um, special editions or something, yeah. like special project edition of Cooped Up. Yeah, so she'll continue doing her weekly updates, which is it's be so much fun to watch them grow and actually start laying eggs and everything. But she has um, like a graze box, a garden obelisk. Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she'll be having some videos about how to create those. And I know... There is going to be discussion at the next city council about chickens in the city. So if you are interested in that, take a look at the city council agenda and maybe go um, discuss that with city council, if there should be chickens in the city. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I remembered the one other craft project she had, or the cork, the tiki cork necklaces. Yep. 
Um, yeah. So we've done that, I think, at a program before, but those are really fun too because you can use like an old wine bottle cork. And, um, and of course, for these two, uh, it's also the make and take. So all the materials are provided for a limited number of people who want to sign up. So yep. um, you can come and grab that. I think we're going to do like two to three days before the program yep. starts. You can start um, grabbing the materials at curbside pickup. Yep, and when you register, we do ask for an email just so we can email you to let you know you can come pick up your items and also email you the link to the Zoom um, uh, program. Video, like whatever you need. Yeah. yeah, yep. And then there's also, we have American Lives, our um, book discussion group on a different American history people. Um, so she'll be, Bill Wilson will be continuing that throughout the summer as well. Yep. So I think that's all the programs. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I think it's, it is. We're still doing a lot, even though we're not doing it at the library. We did scale back a little bit. Just imagine how many programs we would have had if we were <laughs> doing it regular. But um, I think I'm very very excited to see how it goes. That we're still still able to connect with our patrons in this capacity. Yeah, and maybe some people might like it better. So maybe yeah. like if, if it goes well, maybe we can offer a little of both like going forward when things get back to normal. Yeah, I definitely think we'll kind of have a little hybrid for the next um, going into even next year just, just to see how it goes. I think it's the convenience is there and by no people still want to come back to the library. Yeah, we want that too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so if you just make sure you stay updated with all that's going on at the library by following our Facebook page um, or our website. Um, we, we try to keep everything updated. Call us at the library, send us an email. Um, we're here to help and talk to you and let you know what's going on. Yeah, we miss everybody so much and we're looking forward to hopefully getting people back in the library before too long, but staying safe at the same time. Yeah, yep. It's very important that we all stay safe. So. Thank you all for sticking around and we will talk to you when we talk to you and we hope everyone has a great summer and please think of the library and connect with take us. advantage of all our cool things. Yeah, all our free cool things. So everyone have a great day and we'll talk to you later. Bye.